Alrighty, folks, welcome back to a new episode of the Uppercut Podcast. Today we're going to be doing a preview, or sorry, review episode of UFC Fight Night, Cannoneer versus Strickland. Um, I think overall, like a pretty solid card. I think I'd give that like a B. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. yeah. I see. B. I, yeah, I think it was like a MMA Twitter kind of card like Mikey has talked about before. There's a lot of... Uh, I think if you're a nerd about MMA, you probably really enjoyed that card. But um, nonetheless, it was a great card, in my opinion. Uh, we just going through um, our picks. Mikey went four and six. He hit on the Nyquil fight of the. Oh no, sorry, he should have hit on the Nyquil fight of the night. Jake Matthews versus Matt versus Matthew Semmelsberger. I don't know how that Jake Matthews did not go to sleep because he looked like he was out on his feet multiple times. So tough beat for Mikey there. Um, but yeah, he went four and six. Jeff went five and four, and he hit on the Hammy Sosa lock of the night of Corey. Yes, McKenna. sir. So that makes two Jeff- dogs in a row. You shitting me? I know two and oh, two and oh on fucking dogs and Hammy Sosa locks, looking good. Um, I actually did well. I went seven and three, and I I think the prelim pick of the night, Jake Matthews versus Matthew Simmelsberger, was an absolute banger. So yeah, um, that moves our all time records to Mikey thirteen and fourteen. And one and one on Nyquil fight of the night picks. Jeff, as we mentioned, two and zero oh on Hammy Sosa lock of the night picks, and fourteen and twelve all time. And then I am sixteen and eleven all time. So I'm actually moved into number one. Mikey unfortunately dropped down to, to last, and Jeff is holding up second place. So let's go into it. The first fight, Morozov versus Newson. I'll be completely honest with you. This fight fucking sucked. It was very boring. I did not enjoy much of it, and. Um, yeah, I was happy it was over. It was, um, Marazov gets the win via unanimous decision and not a great start to the card. The next fight, David Dvorak versus Manel Cape. I was very excited for this fight, but unfortunately, Cape would, I think, I don't know if he dislocated Dvorak's shoulder, but he got him in this, in this arm bar situation. Yeah, that, he got him in the fucking mean ass Dvorak and just completely yeah. obliterated his shoulder at the end yeah. of the first round. Exactly. It looks like. It looked like uh, Dvorak was literally like done. Like yeah. he should, he shouldn't have been fighting after that first round. Honestly, it was insane that he even kept going. And then, um, yeah, so he was compromised throughout the fight, so he could only throw with his. I believe he hurt his right arm, so he could only throw like his left or the other way around. But anyways, because of that, um, it just wasn't. They just stood and they they had to stand and bang fight, and Kape was not able to knock out Dvorak, although he came very close. And he looked very impress- impressive. Um, I was texting you guys very pissed off because Cape was dancing and doing all this stuff. And honestly, yeah, he, I, he was just he was landing a couple bombs and then fucking emoting. Exactly. <laughs> like he was it was so annoying. Fortnite, dog. I was like, you guys, you should have been, you couldn't finish this guy who had literally one arm, was fighting with one arm. You could not finish him. Um, and I was getting frustrated because I was like, if you just stopped dancing. You could have put a combination together and got something going. So I was getting frustrated about that. But nonetheless, good win for Manel Cape. He looked very good. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on that fight real quick? Yeah, I mean, it was a really good showing from Manel Cape. But I, I don't know. I feel like he... I mean, if he would have got the finish there, I would have been way more impressed. But, yeah. I mean, it should have been finished after that Kimura. Yep. So I, I I don't know really how to take this one, but I'll just take it as a dub for Manel Manel yeah. Cape, and you know he's looking pretty damn good. I feel like he should start shooting up a lot more now. 
I believe he was shooting up and then he missed weight or something and like a pivotal fight kind of sent him back a little bit. But I like Dvorak a lot. I think he was a good contender and I think he shouldn't get um, penalized too much on his ranking because of that fight because the fact that he was able to stay awake and keep fighting with one compromised arm was really impressive. Um, Mikey, did you catch this fight? Yeah, I mean, a win's a win. Like Jeff yeah. said, I'm sure he'll keep moving up. He'll probably fight someone in the top 10 next. And he probably honestly deserves it. He's on three straight after losing a couple tough ones in his debuts. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a weird one, but a win's a win. How'd you feel about the dancing? Yeah, yeah, it uh, wasn't, wasn't really my cup of tea, but. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Like I like and then, and then the next and a different fight we're going to talk about, like uh, Garcia and Machate were like getting in each other's face. I like that because that, I don't think they actually were mad at each other. I just think like they were so fucking amped up. But Cape was literally just dancing around and I was like, stop dancing, get the fucking win. But it, he did get the win, but he could have knocked him out. I think it would have been more impressive. Yeah, but, the, Sean, the Sean O'Malley fucking AI crossover fucking. Yeah, Shit, it looks good when you can knock motherfuckers out like exactly. Sean O'Malley. But when, when you, when you're not knocking them out, it kind of looks fucking stupid. Especially when the guy literally has one arm. He cannot. Yeah. He's like not throwing with his other arm. Like you got to be able to get that going. But whatever. Um, next fight: Brian Battle versus Renat Fakhradinov. Holy fuck! Brian Battle took a fucking beating. Um, unfortunately. So props to him first and foremost for being able to not get knocked out or submitted and putting up, you know, good, good submission attempts here and there. Um, Renat is a fucking animal. The, that ground and pound, that grappling, he's going to be a contender if he isn't already. Um, Brian Battle had the cards stacked against him, so the fact that he even stayed awake and powered through, he was, he got fucked up. He took a fucking beating, and yeah. he's going he's gonna to need the full six months suspension for to get back on his feet for that. Um, Mikey, we'll start with you. What did you take away from the Brian Battle versus Renat Fakhradinov fight? I really think, especially like MMA fans, were hoping it was going to be Brian Battle's like homecoming. Yeah. This is going to be his big step. Holy fuck, were we wrong? Were me and Jeff really fucking wrong? Fakhradinov turned out to his homecoming. I mean, two of the judges had it 30-25. Yeah, oh. yeah, that was... yeah. yeah. 30-25, I mean, Fakhradinov looked good everywhere, too. That was the scariest part yeah. about him. Fucking looked good on his feet. Through some, what do you have, seven takedowns, I think? He was like 7-10, 7-9 yeah. or something. I mean, Battle couldn't get shit going. Like you were saying, maybe just that, I don't know, taking it on a short notice was one of the worst decisions he could have made coming into this one. Yeah. That was a rough one to watch, boys. Yeah, that was tough. He, he – uh he took a beating. That was a lot of the ground and pound was horrific. It was fucking nasty. Uh, Jeff, how are you feeling about this fight? Yeah, I was hoping Brian Battle saw something, and that's why he took it on short notice. But as Mike said last week, he was just trying to get a check, and it it was it was fucking sad to watch. Honestly, yeah, he took combined because his first fight against Sato, where he got that knockout. He did, he took no damage. He took enough damage for two fights in this one fight. Um, yeah, I think yeah. what he saw was that Renat has these wide looping shots where he kind of throws off balance, and Brian Battle has great counter striking and can kind of slip a punch in there. And I think he could have thought he could piece him up, but Renat just looked different. He's yeah. he's the Dagest he's Dagestani. He literally looks like 
a, that was a Khabib performance right there for sure. So with yeah. the ground and power. I really want fucking Brian Battle to be something because I mean yeah. he's got that crazy jujitsu, he's got that knockout fucking ability, but I don't know. His wrestling looks so fucking awful in this fight. Yeah, but it could have been because he was taking on <laughs> literally a baby. Yeah, taking on a wrestler in short notice is never a good idea, but still this this was not good fucking on Brian Battle's part at all. Nope. No, tough fight. Next fight was an incredible fight. I'm calling it an instant classic just from the blood. Um, Mahashate versus Rafa Garcia. Uh, Mahashate cuts Garcia early round two, and it turns out that he cut. This makes it, I, I think this was the bloodiest fight in UFC history because he cut Garcia in the head and cut his artery, which had never happened before, and um, he lost 20% of his blood. And it was one of the most violent and fucking awesome fights I've seen. The bloody stare down at the end of round two was insane. At the end of the fight, when Garcia, for some reason, gets into it with Mahashate and just gets in his face, I think he was just really amped up because they seemed fine at the end and cordial. But holy fuck, was this an awesome fight. I thought Mahashate was going to win this fight. So for Garcia to pull it out via unanimous decision um, is extremely impressive. Both of these guys look really, really good. And I think Mahashate gassed a little bit and was surprised that he wasn't doing any as much. He did a lot of damage, but Garcia just didn't seem damaged. He looked damaged. He was covered in head to toe and blood, but he literally just kept advancing. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't show any damage um, emotionally, if that makes sense. So, Jeff, we'll start with you on this one. How did you feel about this instant classic? Yeah, that this was a fucking absolute banger. I mean. The blood, dude, that shit had me uncomfortable, not gonna it lie. Gross. It was so fucking much. It was getting to the point where I was, like, getting a little lightheaded. I was like, yeah, yeah I don't know if I can keep going. And then my <laughs> shot got cut, too, so it was yeah. both bleeding, and I was getting grossed out thinking of his blood going and mixing blood. <laughs> I'm getting grossed out about it now, but, yeah, it was. I, I agree with you. It was a little much. But, yeah, definitely, Rafa looked really fucking good in this damn fight, and I mean, just like you said, Mahashate looked like he kind of gassed out after hitting that big old cut on him. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great fight. Uh, Mikey, how did you feel about Mahashate versus Garcia? That was one of them ones that just shows you how disconnected from these guys we really fucking are, dude. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, stub your toe, yeah. you fucking bump oh, yeah. your elbow into a wall or something, you're ready to freak out and your whole day. I'm fucking this squirming guy gotta... thinking about this fight, dude. Yeah. Dude, I mean, seriously, <laughs> the most minor thing happens in your day and it fucking almost ruins your day. This guy got a fucking artery sliced open and somehow won yeah. a 30-27 across the board. And got a slice in like the... <laughs> Fuck's sakes. He got sliced relatively early, too, so he kept coming. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, Just a great fight. Uh, honestly, a disservice that we did not put it on the highlights because I knew Mahashate. I never heard of Rafa Garcia, so I just didn't put it on there. But I should have. We definitely should have highlighted it. So that's on us. The next fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Saeed Yokub Kakramanov. Well, I think you guys called this one better than I did. I thought Nurmagomedov was going to be able to get it done, and you guys thought that Kakramanov was going to be able to get it done. And Kakramanov should have won this fight. Saeed Nurmagomedov somehow get, gets in a... Basically, Saeed Yokub makes a wrong pass, and Saeed Nurmagomedov is able to put his arm in through and get a guillotine in and choke him out. And Kakramanov was on his way to winning that fight handedly. So 
I ended up getting the pick right, but you guys should have gotten this pick for sure. You guys. Well, I pussied right. out and didn't pick this fight, which yeah. I mean, true, it was the right decision. Cause... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the right decision. Um, so Mikey, we'll start with you because you picked you picked the right one technically. Although Saeed Nurmagomedov got the win, you picked Kakramanov, and he should have won. How did you feel about this fight and that pick? Uh, I actually like this fight, to be honest, for both parties. Like, even though Kakramanov lost, I mean, it, and it showed a lot for uh, Nurmagomedov too, because I think one of the big question marks is like how he'd fare against someone who could impose their will on him the way Kakramanov did. Like, yeah, not just stand and bang with him, but actually mix it up and. I mean, like you said, he got dominated up until the win, but he did win. So he showed yeah. some third ability, showed how he's sneaky grappling. And in my opinion, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, could you have put could you have done a better showing with losing than Kakramanov did? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, almost eight minutes control time and it was only halfway through round two. I mean, how many fucking that's almost every minute of the whole fight That's, leading up until he got guillotined. Exactly. He literally was so fucking dominant. And um, it was just one of those things. I forget. It was an Islam Makhachev loss. Remember his loss early to. Um, yeah, he got knocked out. Well, there was a didn't he? Yeah, he got it was like he just made a simple mistake and got and got beat. Um, yeah, he got. Yeah, he got flatlined. His. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he? Who was that against? You guys remember? I don't even remember if the guy like still is around fighting no, anymore. No, I thought he just fought not too long ago. Um. Well. 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 Jeff, why don't you go through um your thoughts on this fight, and I'll I'll look that up while we're looking while we're going through it. Yeah, this was an absolute fucking banger, honestly. I mean, Saeed, dude. He, I mean, he kind of looked not that great. Not gonna lie, he was getting dominated. His grappling didn't look good at all. I mean, honestly, he was getting absolutely handed. And then he fucking snuck in that sneaky fucking guillotine, dude. Mm-hmm. It, that was all she fucking wrote. That was smooth as fucking butter. Yeah. It was Adriana Martins, by the way, he lost to. Yeah, he hasn't fought since 2017. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, it was smooth as butter. That was. That was clutch, a clutch win, um, dude. And I'm telling you guys, this motherfucker, he's gonna be a top five or a champ, dude. Keep watching him. I was gassing him before the fight. I'm still gassing him after. He's only 27. Yeah. He's just got to add a few more things to his arsenal. He put himself in some dangerous positions, though. I do have to say that. Yeah, he drops I, I, that head too much when he shoots those takedowns. But for fuck's sakes, dude. I mean, his pace is already elite. He pins you against the ground. You can't. He's so fucking strong for a bantamweight, too. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I if anything, this upped his stock for me, um, much more than Saeed Nurmagomedov. I like. I think uh, Saeed Yakub is gonna be something very special, um, just like you do. Um, next fight: Jake Matthews versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Another apology we owe Matthew Semmelsberger. We, we were completely dead wrong about this fight. Jake Matthews could not handle Matthew Semmelsberger's right hand. And, um, yeah, we owe an apology to Matthew Semmelsberger because we all sold on him, and he looked fucking awesome. Jake Matthews, insane that he was able to stay awake because he was out on his feet, I think, um, for at least three or four different times. And then he would also – he uh, there was a couple times where he wobbled Matthew Semmelsberger. This was a great fucking fight. It lived up to the expectations and the hype. Um 
I did not expect it to go this way at all, though. So, Jeff, we'll start with you. Um, were you surprised by the outcome? Yeah. It, I mean, it lived up to every expectation except it going the fucking distance. I mean, yeah. it was an absolute war. This is what you want out of a fucking UFC fight. This was amazing. And yeah. God damn it, dude, I'm never betting against fucking... I'm, I can't bet against Maryland motherfuckers. What am I doing? Exactly. Exactly. Good point. Uh, Mikey, did you learn not to bet against Maryland motherfuckers? Dude, 110%. I couldn't fucking believe it, dude. I couldn't believe he outstruck him, out-wrestled him. Like, I'm pretty sure Matthews threw more strikes, but he definitely didn't deal more damage. No. He definitely didn't out-wrestle him. I mean, I dominant performance of Semmelsberger. I don't know if Semmelsberger will ever be a champ or a real contender. Maybe. Who knows? But he's going to have some fucking exciting fights in the future. I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Next fight. Cheyenne Blismas versus Corey McKenna. We fucking hit this nail on the head. Corey McKenna finally realizes that she is not a striker and goes straight to grappling. Sometimes she stands and bangs for like a round and a half and then go- uses her grappling. This time, her one thing was she was going to grapple, and she fucking did it. And I believe at the start of round two or round three, Blismas asked for them to start punching, and Corey McKenna went straight to the ground and just took her to the ground and just manhandled her and ragdolled her, and there's literally nothing Blismas could have done. Corey McKenna gets the win via unanimous decision. And, yeah, Mikey, we'll start with you. We could not have picked this one any better, huh? Yeah, we couldn't, and I wasn't really feeling good about it after round one, to be honest, because they yeah. stayed on their feet about all around. Like, I think McKenna got one takedown, like, late, late in round one. I was like, motherfucker, dude, another pick we got wrong. Yeah. Because Vlismaz was keeping the distance well. She was laying them on her. Dude, round two and three, it was nice to see McKenna come back and finally put it on her. But one thing I took from this is McKenna's got to get something else in her fucking game, boys. Like, even if it's just dirty boxing, like, if she just, like, pins you against a cage, pounds your face in, lits off, pins you against a cage, throws more jabs, she's got to get something because that first round did not look great. Yeah, and she trains at Team Alpha Male, so I'm surprised she hasn't gotten something going. I know Uriah Faber wasn't necessarily known for his great boxing. It was more of, obviously, a wrestler, but... Um, yeah, I agree. She needs to get at, add another dimension to her game. Um, Jeff, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, and honestly, that first round, I thought it was handed, that fucking Corey won. I mean, yeah. she was just controlling her against the cage, which, like you were saying, if she can work in some fucking dirty boxing there, dude, she's going to be a problem, problem. Yeah. Because, I yeah. mean, she, she's already a fucking top prospect with fucking being so young and being such a dominant wrestler as a woman i mean it's it's only up from here i can i can definitely see her being an absolute champion i mean honestly there wasn't a doubt in this pick for me yeah yeah it was just fucking it was just i think fucking round one was the one they gave listmas and when they weren't against the cage i was just getting worried yeah, you could you can tell McKenna's so small, like her just her limbs being as short as they are, it just make for like an awkward, yeah, an awkward transition but from her wrestling fucking, to striking. Her fucking control grappling is, it's up yeah. there with the fucking best right now, dude. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. In your favor as a fucking coach for her with that, like how 
how she, her style of grappling, it's just like his. It's like perfect. It is. Yeah. She's going to be a champion one day. I think, like you said, Jeff, I really can see it. She's so young. Um, It's in her blood. Or She fought in the same card as her mom one time. Absolutely insane. Fun fact they threw in there. Um, little side note. I really like Dominic. I like their fucking uh, commentary team. John Anik, Dominic Cruz, and Paul Felder. That's, I think so. that's my favorite. Um, yeah, that's definitely up there for me. Yeah. I like, like, DC. you can't beat DC and Rogan. I'm not a huge Bisping guy, honestly. I used to really like him, but I'm not a huge fan of him at, at, anymore, you know? Yeah, I think they literally have it perfect. I mean, we need DC and Rogan for the big ones. Yeah. I like I like Bisping for all the like international cards. Mm-hmm. And then I like I like these guys for the Apex cards where it's like the actual fucking fans know who it is and all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like those guys a lot. Um next fight Cody Brundage versus Miho Alexi Chuck. Hell yeah, the fucking Polak got it done. It was looking a little scary for him, but he's able to get that that um, knockout. He, one of the better comebacks um, of his career, probably. It was a it was very impressive. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with his performance. Jeff, we'll start with you. How did you feel about Miho's performance? Yeah, I was like, damn, are me and Max really going to look like some stooges down yeah. Mike and Cody Brundage on short notice? I know. And then fucking. <laughs> Alexa Chuck or whatever the fuck his name is fucking <laughs> got a little bit of fucking distance and yeah. that was all she wrote yep easy money right there uh, Mikey how did you feel about it dude Alexa Chuck looked fucking good I mean even though he was getting like pinned down for the first whatever it was almost two minutes I mean he didn't look like he was panicked or anything though he kept his composure and Bro, once he landed that fucking elbow, I was like, yep, yep. here it goes. The elbow to the he ground fucking... pound was, was, that's all she wrote. Oh, my Christ, dude. Once he hit that elbow, holy fucking shit. And I didn't realize he's only 27, so yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot more of him for the next few years. He also has, like, the most Polish tattoo ever on his side. It's, like, the, the saint or nun or whatever that's on his mm-hmm. side. It's, like, super Polish tattoo right there. But, yeah. Um, good win for him. Hopefully he goes up a little bit. I'm excited to see him. I think he can be ranked very soon. Chris Curtis. Um, yeah. Fight like Chris Curtis next. Yeah. I actually am a little nervous about that, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited. That will be a banger at least, dude. It will be. Yeah, it definitely will be. Um, next fight, Alex Casares versus Juliana Rosa. First off, Juliana Rosa reminds me of uh, Sandhagen a lot. I don't know if it's the look or the style that they fight, like the their lanky, skinny white dudes. I don't know. Um, I really like Juliana Rosa, and I was really bummed out about this one. But Alex Casares hits one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. Um, he like throws a punch, which um, Arosa slips, but while throwing the punch, he throws a leg kick like Bruce Lee, and or not a leg kick, a kick with his leg to the head, and knocks out Juliana Rosa and Arosa was out he stood up face plants gets up falls and the crowd gasps he was fucking uh out of it he was really fucked up so that was really tough to see but what a knockout for alex casares who that that fight was sort of a pick but i kind of was giving it to julian rosa i thought he was picking him apart pretty nicely they were they were definitely very respectful um with each other's like striking so they were very like you know just kind of picking each other apart um, but to see that knockout was insane. I've never seen anything like that before. Um, 
Mikey, have you ever seen a knockout like this? Uh, the only person similar I've seen who fights with this kind of style is like fucking like a Muslim Salikov dude. And yeah. you got to watch out. Keeping, I was thinking this before he got knocked out too. I'm like, this motherfucker, Julian Rose's hands are so low to be fighting someone who strikes so high. Yeah. Like you got to watch fighting them kickboxers and kung fu style guys who fucking throw high kicks and keeping your hands by where your fucking waistline is. Like, I, that just did not prove well for him. Yeah, it was insane. Um, Jeff, can you explain about that knockout just a little bit? Because I know you've watched it a couple times. Yeah, I mean, it was just fucking... The crazy part is it coming off of a missed punch. And, I mean, you're kind of, like, losing your footing there, yeah, especially throwing it off of your front foot. Yeah. After throwing a punch, literally... On the follow through of the punch, he lifts his leg up, fucking shin to head, done. Insane. Headshot, dead. Yeah, it was insane. It was literally, I'm not even joking, the craziest knockout I've ever seen, just because of, I think. On... I don't know about all that, but it was fucking, like, technically, well, it was one of the crazier fucking knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, te- like I mean, like, te- like in terms of, like, I, I would be. I, I wouldn't be able to throw a leg kick that would knock out Kamaru Usman like that, but I would be more likely to throw that leg kick or head kick to Kamaru Usman than I would be able to throw a punch, miss, and simultaneously throw a head kick. Um, yeah. That's why it's technically one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah, no doubt. Craziest because I've just never seen anything like it before. Um, obviously, there's been like cooler ones and like more flashy ones. That one is just like, if you went in your basement and tried to do that, you you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, you'll just eat shit. Yeah, like a big you'll, fat stooge. <laughs> yeah, you'll knock yourself out on the fucking hardwood, probably. So, yeah, dude, um, and you can't hate on fucking Bruce Leroy either. He's been yeah. around forever. He debuted like what 2010 or something. He's always hanging out right around the rank, like the rankings, yeah. like 15, 16, 14, somewhere in there. You gotta, you gotta respect a guy like that who gets a huge knockout. He finally like had his moment in my eyes. Yeah. And it was against a really good opponent. Like, Julian Arosa is a good fighter, and I think he probably could have gone his way to a win there, like we all picked, um, if he didn't get knocked out in a crazy manner. So, yeah, great fight, though, and even better knockout. Okay, next fight. I may have gone out of order on this one, so my bad, Um, because I watched them not live. I rewatched them on the old ESPN+. Plus. But um, we're going to talk about the Drew Dober versus Bobby Green fight. Wow. Did not see this one coming at all. I thought Drew Dober was going to get the win. I did not think he was going to knock out Bobby Green. And to be fair, Bobby Green, I think, was winning that fight until he got until he got knocked out cold. Um, it was bound to happen the way that Bobby Green fights. Um, his he doesn't do defense really. He, I mean, he does head movement, but it keeps his hands so low. Um, once he gets against the cage, that's a little tough for him. Um, yeah, Jeff, we'll start with you because I know you love Bobby Green. Figured it's only right yeah. we start with you. I mean, I was hitting the nail on the head until fucking Drew Dober hit Bobby on the fucking head, dude. <laughs> I mean, Bobby was, he was fucking out fucking pointing them. It was an absolute clinic on the feet. I was kind of scared he might put him out because I was like, man, Bobby by points, easy fucking money. Yeah. Easy money. And I mean, it was looking like an fucking perfect Bobby Green fucking textbook fucking dub and then Drew Dober kind of 
ends up compromising that Bobby Green leg on a couple of kicks. Uh-huh. Bobby doesn't move as great. Drew Dober backs him down in the cage. Bobby ducks the first few overhand right or overhand left, whatever it was, and then fucking one. All it took was one, and that yep. fucking nuke hit him right on the chin, and Bobby went down. Insane. Mikey? Mm, I'm going to crack a different nut with this, boys. And uh, I'm going to say that one of my 2023 wish list items is that motherfucking Drew Dober gets to fight Patty the Batty, dude. That, I want that, too. And and there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, get so into watching it. So watching this post-fight interview, right, he said, and I quote, he'd rather do an exciting unranked fight than a boring ranked fight. And he said he'd love to fight in the O2. Is there not a bigger fight you can make for him than Patty the Batty he, in the O2? He talked about this further. He said that he wants Patty, but he named Patty by name, but he said that the, he knows the UFC and Dana won't give him Patty. But he did say he wants him he, by name. Correct. So, I mean, you know, if Patty's the big bad guy he thinks he is, respond, motherfucker. Respond. Respond I think and say you'll, you'll take him on. I think Patty's management took his phone and said, you need to fucking... Go away and rebuild your image because you did, you fucked your image up bad. That would be my guess because he doesn't. I'm guessing they're going to make every attempt though to get him fighting at the O2, no matter what. I would have to guess, especially with Aspinall being out and yeah, I think there's a couple other British fighters that are out at the moment. I would have to expect them to make every fucking, every last ditching effort to get him there. And please, dear God, boys, let it be Drew Dober, Revolutionary yeah. War style. Send a, send the fucking yank over and beat his Hell fucking yeah. ass. Um, I would love to see that. I would love to see it too. Patty's ankle, I think, puts him out. He fucked up his ankle, so I think he's gonna he's gonna miss the O2 one, unfortunately. They the Ringer MMA show went through all the British fighters that can't fight in this. Like Darren Till, Patty, they said, um, Tom yeah. Aspinall. Um they get, they went through a bunch more that I'm missing. Who the fuck's headlining? Fucking I think it's no, Dude, she's, out, like, she's out of it too. She yeah, yeah, she's out. I think Nathaniel Woods left. Yeah, Great. I fucking Dude. love Nathaniel Wood. There was a few others. Arnold Allen, I think, is going to try to headline. Say, is Arnold Allen going to be fucking? Oh, I guess they could do Muhammad Mukayev. He's British, yeah. technically. Um, I fucking love Nathaniel Wood. I don't know. I fucking he's one of my favorites to watch. You love Wood, hey yo. Oh, hey oh. Look at this guy over here. Oh, okay. yeah. No fucking way they feed fucking Patty or feed Drew Dober Patty. I mean, what's more likely want, if you want to fucking really if you want pain. like a I don't know, like a speed run to end a fucking hype train. Dude, you have that fucking robbery decision last last fight for Patty and then getting nuked by Drew Dober. Yeah, he's a dunyan. I was going to say, I think he already speed. I think he already sped run his fucking uh sped run sped run his fucking <laughs> um his what's it called hype train. I think it's over now. But um, yeah, he definitely fucking sped run it. I, dude, I'll tell you that, dude. But what's better than to really put the nail in the coffin than to send the fucking Ken doll over there, the True. American Ken doll, <laughs> fucking plant him. True. I mean, there's also, not a better way to for a fucking Amer- for America to get rid of him. I feel like it's gonna be Terrence McKinney, which I will also do that. Same idea too. American going over Confederate style, uh, beating the British up. <laughs> not Confederate style. style, Jesus. Other, not that. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. 
terrible. You're not done. I got my history mixed up. All right. Well, we're gonna leave that in, but that is that is tough. You're fucking done. <laughs> not that. I meant was Revolutionary War style. Not like, oh dude. You God. called this dude a sped second no. veteran style. Holy shit! It's late, boys. It's late. <laughs> It's dark in New Hampshire. It's 8.30. It's been dark since, like, 5. <laughs> dude, you must be watching fucking... You must be on InfoWars, dude. No, I have yes. been on Twitter a lot. Too much that's... Alex Jones for you. <laughs> no, I don't fucking... I don't fucking Alex Jones. <laughs> All right, let's power through before we get this podcast fucking canceled. Um, <laughs> Next fight, Amir Albazi versus Alessandro Costa. Why the fuck did they feed Alessandro Costa on his UFC C debut? to fucking Amir Albazi. What what was their plan there? Was it to boost Albazi because I mean, he's been he's he's on like he definitely did that. Uh Albazi looked good. He gets the KO win. Um this was like not a super entertaining fight, but I want Albazi to get some good competition. Um Mikey, we'll start with you. How did you feel about that one? Uh I mean, he like dominant needed his regional scene in Brazil and then won his contender series fight Costa did so I don't know I guess you're kind of left with not a whole lot of options of fucking hood for Albazi to fight right now because I'm sure his team tries to make a lot of other fights but and he, like sometimes a the fighters just have to fight. take one it was like a yeah main I know debut, which is weird yeah I, I mean I do agree I just feel like there's a lot of shit behind the scenes you don't really see that happens yeah, but holy fuck, it couldn't have went better for Albazi. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm a flyweight, I do not want to fight that guy one you know bit. What? I don't think they do because he said that they've been ducking him. So it sounds like no one wants to fight him as at flyweight. Um, yeah, he's an animal. He is honestly, an if I'm a fucking Albazi, I'm not. I wouldn't even be mad if everyone's stuck at me because if they're just seeing me, motherfuckers, off their debuts. Feed me more. Ryback, baby. <laughs> Fucking hell yeah. Great. Ryback would do really poor, good in the UFC because he was so good at fucking hurting people in the WWE. But that is neither here nor there. We don't talk about WWE on this show as much as I may love it. Um, But yeah, that that I, I completely agree. If Amir Albazi kept getting fed debuters, that's good for him. Um, I do hope he gets a step up in competition, though. I think he will. Um, Jeff, how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean... It, it made no sense for Costa's debut for the, uh, like you said. I mean, I don't know why. Albazi absolutely dominated him. It, like you said, also, it wasn't even that entertaining. It was just an absolute utter domination by Albazi. It was kind of yeah. sad to watch. It was. So, yeah. Not sure why. They must not have liked Costa. But um, <clears throat> next fight, another utter domination. Armin Sarukian versus Demir Ismagulov. Um, I'm on the Armin hype train now. I get it. He beat Ismagulov at his own game. He he could have, I think, stood and outstruck Ismagulov and probably knocked him out. But I think he's. They mentioned it in the broadcast that people have been questioning like his grappling and his ground game. And I think because yeah. of that, he literally just went and overkilled on that and completely broke down Ismagulov and won that way just to show how well-rounded he is. I'm full believer of Sarukian. I think he's a fucking animal. I could see him, you know, he's going to be, a, he is a contender. I could see him getting the belt too. He's a fucking animal. He's that talented. The age is perfect. The talent's there. Um, the only thing that can really stop him is himself. So, Jeff, do you agree with that synopsis? 
Yeah, I really like Bertuki. And I mean, after that Gamrot fight, you see that he was kind of pissed off after that. And he just went out there this fight because he literally just got like kind of like spam grappled last fight by Gamrot. Not going to lie. And that's how he got the close decision loss. Yeah. So fucking old Sardukian went out there this fight and fucking absolutely out grappled and just spam grappled fucking what you call it. His Magulov. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good fight. Um, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, there's two guys who I'm really proud to say that I've been a stand-up for a little while now, and that's fucking Armin Saruki and Ilya Tapura. And yeah. I got to be honest, I think they're in pretty fucking pretty similar positions, just in different weight classes. Agreed. I mean, Sarukian is, I mean, he showed it super well-rounded everywhere. He can stri- his striking isn't elite, obviously, but it's it's pretty fucking damn good for top ten. Yeah, his wrestling control times elite. He threw twenty one takedown attempts. I mean, granted, he only had seven, but he threw twenty one. So his pace is out of this world. He's another one, dude. Like, if I'm a top fiver, I do not want to fight him. I think he's going to end up fighting Darius next. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Who do you think next, Darius? Yeah, I heard Benil. I think if they don't do, I heard a possibility of Darius and Oliveira in Brazil. If they don't do that, I can't see who else is fighting Darius. Yeah, I would like. I would with like Gamrot coming off his loss, Darius. I mean, got to be Armin, I guess. Yeah. Either way, it's. What were you saying, Max? No, I, I agree. I think he's going to get Darius hopefully, and then I think it's a little too early for Charles, even though obviously Charles without the belt. But I think it's just a tiny bit too early. Um. But yeah, I like that. Um, next fight, final fight, Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Sean loses via split to Jared Cannonier. Let's start like we did with uh the other Sean, Sean Lang. We'll go through and give what we thought the 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 actual um outcome should have been. We'll start with you or start with me rather. I think I think Sean via split, Mikey. Uh, I was fine with the decision. Okay, Jeff. Um, yeah, I think it should have been Sean via split, but I, I was also fine with the decision, too. Yeah, I wasn't super upset about it. I thought it was, like, literally razor razor thin. Like, it was very, <coughs> very close. Um, I think Sean's nose bleeding was the, literally the ultimate factor that led to his loss because he showed a little bit more damage than uh, Cannoneer did, although Cannoneer had some welts and stuff. I just think it was not as noticeable as Sean's nose bleeding all over the place. Either way... Awesome fucking fight. And I love listening to Sean is the only fighter that I like to watch in the apex. No, I don't like to watch any other fights in the apex except for Sean, maybe Bobby green. Cause you can hear them talk, but I like the sound of his punches. They just like fucking grunt and they talk shit. Even though Jerry. Yeah. I like Kevin Holland too. That's a good point. Those three. Um, I don't, I hope this doesn't hurt Sean's stock cause he had a really good performance. I thought he showed um, a lot better. Like, I think he fixed a lot of things that um we thought he needed to fix. Like his head movement was really good. Um he wasn't going overboard on the striking. Like he kind of I thought he could have not he could have knocked out Cannonier at some points, but I also think that Cannonier is so dangerous that it was smart for him to kind of, you know, in those combination points like not over overcompensate and gas yourself out and get knocked out by Cannonier. Um, I was really impressed with him. Um, uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. How did you feel about 
his performance? Um, I'm actually, I, I even though I feel like it, like the same outcome, like I thought Sean won it, like you, I, I didn't really feel great about his performance, honestly. Oh, how come? I wish, I wish he would have went out there more, because honestly, the show, this fight kind of showed that he's. A little bit scared now that after that Alex Pereira knockout, not going to lie. That's I mean, all all he was landing was like jabs and like flurrying away and trying to get away. It just, I don't know, it kind of worries me that we kind of lost one. We don't have a crazy fucking rough fighter who fucking can absolutely lay it on people and finish people no more. We have fucking a jab fucking artist. True. That's true. Um, Mikey, do you agree with that? And then can you also get into um, a little bit of Jared Cannonier's performance? Because we haven't talked about him yet. Uh, yeah, I agree with Jeff. I just think Cannonier put more damage on Strickland. It was just that was really all there was to it, to be honest. I don't think I don't think Strickland's had a performance like he's had against Hermanson since Hermanson. Yeah, like that was his last real good one. And like Jeff said, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of good ones out of him. And I'm going to tell you guys two problems I have with this fucking fight. The decision was whatever. I didn't really think it was the biggest deal on earth. The first problem I had was the fucking scorecard is that how the flying fuck do two judges have it polar opposite? I mean, not just. Yeah, I don't know. It was so close, though. I I can kind of see the 4-1 either way. I just don't. I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I do agree it was super close, but how in a, any professional sport that people risk money on and you pay tickets to go see, do two Not judges that, have a polar dude. opposite, dude? I mean, like, literally... The fighters this, have to check. Um, depends on that. I mean, dude, so, so Derek they're Cleary, getting right? double what they're getting or half of what they're getting. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, so Derek Cleary, right? He had Cannoneer... 10, 10, 10, 9, 10. Fucking Sal Diamato, the next judge, had it cannoneer 9, 9, 9, 10, 9. Yeah. It's like, I can see disparaging over a few rounds, but they had it polar opposite. And my yeah. second uh big problem with this fight, and I think Jeff was kind of alluding to it, is that this just does nothing for this division at all. Because it's yeah. not. Not like a really great win for Cannoneer. I mean, it's a win. So it doesn't shoot him back into a title shot. It doesn't probably give him really a big another big contender. And it really doesn't do anything for Strickland either. I mean, Strickland's probably yeah, has other to fight than back make him now. not a main event anymore. Yeah, he probably has to fight back in the rankings. And, I mean, he is he's a ticket seller. He puts asses in seats. People like to see him in his personality. And he just seems like he's falling off Cannoneer. Near really didn't get anywhere, so I think this was like the worst possible thing that could have happened with this fight was a split decision that really wasn't even the best fight that's you know ha- happened even this month, let alone this year. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah, why don't uh, Mikey, can you get into Jared Cannonier's performance a little bit? I, I just thought he just did more damage, like, I think Sean definitely outstruck him, obviously, like, just with the little parry jabs and shit. I just don't think he did enough damage for the. Whatever yeah. judge, well, whatever two judges took a Cannoneer's side, but I would have yeah. been fine if they counted Strickland's jabs as more points. Like I would have been fine with a split decision towards Strickland too. But I, I just think Cannoneer did a tiny bit more damage. That was really all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 
it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like you said, like you both said, this is uh, really not anything that answered any of our questions, really, um, especially in this division. So it is all up in the air. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us here at Uppercut. Good card. We will be back in the coming weeks uh, while there is no UFC. We will continuously post. We have a lot of fun prompts and stuff. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be some fun bonus episodes coming out. Um, so yeah, be aware of that. And then we can't wait. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, with the reviews, previews, whenever UFC gets going again. But for now, like I said, stay tuned for the fun episodes. And peace.